Hey, everybody. Saul Marquez here, and welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Today, I have the privilege of hosting David Sigula. He is the Senior Cybersecurity Analyst at Cybel Angel. They're doing fantastic work around preventing data leaks and limiting damage to your organization. They're the world-leading digital risk protection platform that detects and resolves external threats before these threats wreak havoc on your business. Because more data is being shared, processed, or stored outside the firewall on cloud services, open databases and connected devices have a lot of digital risk. And the enterprise has never been at greater risk. So what we're going to talk about today is how organizations worldwide rely on Cyber Angel to discover, monitor, and resolve external threats across all layers of the internet, and how you can keep your critical assets, brand, and reputation secure. It's going to be a great discussion today. And with that, David, so glad that you jumped on to share these really important pearls around cybersecurity with all of us. Thanks for joining. Hello, Sol. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. David, before we start learning a little bit more about Cyber Angel, tell us about what inspires your work in cybersecurity. Yes, well, I've been working in cybersecurity for a pretty long time now, more than 10 years, and I'm always curious about discovering new things. So I guess this is why I chose this specific career. At Cyber Angel, we discover data leaks every day. We discover billions of files that are just available if you know where to look. So yes, I guess I'm a very curious person and I like to see things and I like the world to be a bit more secure. So I like to report what I see. So in order so people get yes, a little more secured. Well, David, I think it's great that you're doing what you do. We were talking before this. I told you, right? Two of my PayPal accounts got hacked. Yes. And I'm just like, how and why? And both of them had different passwords. And the bottom line is, I'm not alone in this. A lot of folks that are listening to this, it's happened to them too. In varying degrees, there's threats, there's ransomware, there's all sorts of things happening out there to people. So really, you know, hone in on on what you do for us, Peter. What is it that you do for healthcare customers? How are you adding value to them? Well, we do have a, a lot of healthcare customers. And basically, we are looking for any data that would be exposed over the internet, be it unprotected on the file server. So we're talking, I don't know, marketing communications for the upcoming years or recipes, if that's even even a word for uh, vaccines. A lot of things that can be found so unprotected on servers, but also we monitor dark web places when people like to talk about what they are going to hack and how they would like to monetize data they have or also if they are looking for specific kinds of data. So we see this often. Someone is saying, I would like, I don't know, I would like France or US health data from patients and then they just get what they want. So we are here to warn our clients that this kind of people are exchanging things like that. So in some ways, we can scan the internet, get the files that are left unprotected and tell our clients before the files are stolen from, from cyber criminals. And in other cases, we monitor these places where everything is exchanged. And then we tell them, okay, so this is going on, be prepared. It's pretty serious and it is happening a lot. You know, cyber criminals are also getting into medical devices and monitors 
So talk to us about what makes what you do different or better than what's out there. Well, we like to try a lot of things actually and to always improve, to always keep our knowledge up to date and things kind of evolve very quickly. So we always have to, you know, to move forward and to be one step ahead of cyber criminals. You were talking about devices and that's very interesting because it's more and more easy from anywhere in the world to target a device that is connected on the internet, either because it lacks security or because there is no security at all. So again, we are here to tell the clients, okay, you are this, it's not secure, you should do something about it because one day it's going to be hacked because it is most of the time. Yeah. And so you guys have been doing a lot of work around the medical data leaks. Tell us a little bit about your latest research on the analysis of medical data leaks. Yes, so th that's a, a project we worked on in 2020. We focused on the, a very specific kind of data, which are medical images and go by the name of DICOM, DICOM files. Actually realized that there were so many DICOM images left unprotected on servers. And we, we ended up counting no less than 45 million unique of these images worldwide. So again, unprotected on servers. So basically mm. anyone can go and retrieve this data, which is really amazing. But we didn't only stop here because we were thinking, okay, so we know that once a photo is taken, it may be left unprotected on a server. But what if we could directly interact with the, the device itself? So we pushed the, the research a little bit more only to find that in a lot of cases, the devices themselves, so that's what we were talking earlier, could be reachable by anyone. And once you are able to interact remotely with the device, you, you may do a lot of things. You, know, you can take pictures, you can remove things, you can interact with the whole system, you can even retrieve more information that is stored on the device itself. So there is basically no limits as to attack medical centers, hospitals, and the little door are unprotected servers and devices that talk over the internet while they shouldn't, or at least they should control who they accept inside. Absolutely. And so you guys did this amazing research and kudos for the focus, right? I mean, you guys have decided, hey, this is where we have to focus our time, our energy, so what do you expect to get? I mean, you're, you're sharing all these findings. How can you make the system healthier and better by doing this? Well, we guess that most of the times, you know, when we talk about unprotected servers, most of the time they are left unprotected because it's negligence. People don't even realize that this data is available. And what we wish to do is that by communicating about our results, we wish that people think, okay, maybe I'm concerned, so I, I should do something about it. Maybe I should review my whole IT system. Maybe I should see whether people try to connect on my network. So that's what we are trying to do. And usually when we communicate about cybersecurity, people are interested in the findings and are really thinking, maybe I should act differently. Even, you know, when, when you receive an email, you think twice before clicking on a link or opening an attachment. And that's education we, we are trying to do with this kind of uh, breakthrough studies about so many images in the wild and all the things that we discover daily. Yeah, so you have an image and tied to that image is 
personal information. A lot of times when you go into the, the healthcare system, you give them your social security number, you give them your data. Are you finding that a lot of this stuff is linked to these files? Yes, exactly. Actually, these files are not just photos of people's body parts. They also include the, well, they may include the full record of a patient. Indeed, you cited the social security number, but you also have comments made by the doctor. The doctor himself worked on, with the patients. You have more than 200 lines of metadata that is attached to the photograph. So you don't just have one photo, you have the full record of the patient. All of this data is actually very valuable. You may wonder how the photo of a lung, of someone's lung can be valuable on the, on the dark web or yeah. anywhere, but I can tell you that it's highly valuable. And the way we think usually, well, we are not threat actors. So we are thinking, yes, that's just a photo of my body part. So what the hell? But actually a lot of people find their interest in all this data and not only the photos itself as we say it's also the metadata that is attached to the photograph but also sometimes we wouldn't think how to monetize this data but people find ways and this kind of data is is actually sold at a very high price on dark web places more than regular credit cards that may be stolen so that really yeah. shows the, the interest. Who buys it, David? That's a very good question. And the answer is we don't really know because on, on dark web forums, everyone goes by nicknames. Yeah. And sometimes you can just profile a nickname because people usually use the same between forums because it's their only way to be recognized. And they may benefit from a certain reputation from one forum to another. But still, it's different to say, okay, this guy is probably this or that. But more than that, sometimes you just have new members on forums. You can't profile them because all the data is newest. And they seem to be interested, very interested in specific data. And this, in my opinion, is just to, to blur the path. You, know, you, you can't profile these people. So you, you may think, okay, maybe that's just one regular guy who just registered right? Or maybe that's some interesting case. They have. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't be able to cite any case, but I guess there is a, a lot of trade within these forums and a lot of people, and not only, as we could think, cyber criminals, but of course, other interests as well. That is fascinating. And so what exactly are you guys doing to add value to the healthcare ecosystem? Well, we, we do try, we, we do arrive before all this data actually becomes the data leaks because we are talking on the unprotected service perimeter, right? The data is here and is available for anyone who knows where to look, but they have not become breaches. They have not become leaks. It's just exposed. So in this case, we are here to protect the client and say, okay, your data is here. It shouldn't because it's sensitive. So you should secure the server. You, you should unplug it from the internet, right? And on the other hand, on dark web forums, we try to give the clients the, the most details possible on the scenario. We try to identify what, why, why this data is online. How can it be? I mean, was there anything hacked? Uh, was there any attack? And sometimes the actors give a lot of information. So we are able to to build a scenario and then we send it to, to our clients who take measures to counteract and be able to fix any vulnerability in its system. I think that's great. And it, it's all about knowing what exactly these people are up to, you know, so we don't become victim of these attacks. 
you guys do a lot of research. So how does the research you do and the solutions that Cybel Angel offers make the healthcare industry different or better? Well, I would say that by exposing all this research, we bring education. People can really see what's going on. I mean, not everyone knows that photographs, images, medical images can interest anyone on the dark web. You know, So by simply telling that publicly, people realize that they may have some sensitive data, right? So we try to protect, well, clients and on the larger side, the medical sector by making people realize all the sensitive data they deal with every day. And when we find any sensitive thing that is outside the perimeter of this corporation, this companies, this organization, we bring them back to their owner and we say, okay, you should really secure this thing. So in all of the research that you've done, David, what would you say is one of the most interesting things you've learned? And what are you most excited about today? That's a good question. Actually, I'm, I'm a never-ending curious person, so very hard <laughs> to, uh, to be. Uh, I would say the most fascinating thing to me is that I realized that when you focused on the sector, any sector, and I'm not talking only about the healthcare data, healthcare uh, perimeter, you're going to discover flows, a lot of flows. There are a lot of entry points into, into systems. Sometimes you can even use simply search engines to discover very sensitive data. And this is very interesting because we, we talk about the healthcare sector right now, but it applies to a lot of industries worldwide. And sometimes there's just, you cannot do anything about it because that's just the way things are. And it's not simply a matter of cybersecurity. It's also political. It's also a question of money because it would cost too much to do this or that. And maybe it, it can be as simply as, yes, but I need the data right now. So it's not protected because I need it quickly. This is very fascinating because one could simply think, I don't understand, it should be secured. So put a password on it and we're done. But no, it's sometimes more complicated than that. Yeah, you know, and, and there's so much that we could do to prevent some of these things. You know, how many of you listening to this have the same password for a lot of accounts? That is, is a problem. And do you have two-factor authentication on your accounts? That could be an issue. You know, some of the basics. So, David, what, what would you tell us is some advice that we could do? You know, you listen to this podcast, walk away with a couple things that you could do to protect yourself. What, what would those one or two things be? Well, unfortunately, when you want more security, you need to put on barriers uh, with the usability. So everything I'm going to say is not very convenient. But as you just said, you, you should very verify your passwords. Use one password for one account. Very different passwords. And I know it's a pain, but it's, it's essential. A lot of accounts, even professional accounts, get hacked because people reuse passwords or have routines. For example, they just add one number at the end of the password. And then a month later, they, you know, instead of writing one, they write two and then three and so on and so on. But all these things, cyber criminals know about it. And it's actually very easy to crack into an account because most of the times people have the same ideas. So I would say use one password for each account and don't rely only on passwords, but use passphrases. It's much easier to remember 
be it a name of a song you like, a movie, I don't know, or even my name is David, you know, that's, that makes a pretty good password. It's unbreakable. Mm. So there are ways to not to make things difficult, even though, once again, one account should equal one password. David, that's really interesting. So do you think that a phrase like my name is David versus like, you know, some of these password manager apps, they'll give you like a scrambled password suggestion that is really nonsensical. It's got, you know, a bunch of stuff in it. Which one do you think is better? I, I'm in favor of human memory because I believe it's also very good training. I must have something like 30 different passwords that I know by heart. And I believe it improves your memory rather than mm. relying on a password manager, which is pretty good, I, I must admit. And the passwords they propose are good. But if you need, like in an emergency, one of them and you don't have your device to remind you your passwords, then you're stuck. So this is why yeah. I'm more in favor in, in human memory. Of course, my name is David. I'm talking my name is David with the capital letter and spaces, which are special characters. So that makes an unbreakable password most of the time. Then it depends yeah. on the website itself, if it stores the password in plain text or if it's encrypted. But then depending on the human memory or password manager, it doesn't change much. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Thank you for that. And so, so the research you're doing is fascinating. What would you say, like upcoming research wise, is there anything you're doing that could affect or benefit the healthcare industry? Well, we are currently still actually uh, on the healthcare industry sector because it's never ending as well. We started in 2019 and every month there are so many things to discover that we, we keep researching on this topic. Right now, we are really focusing on all the data that is exchanged on the dark web, like we said, and we discovered some pretty interesting stuff regarding France a few weeks ago. But I guess in the upcoming months, we will still be looking for this very specific sector. Well, I think it's awesome. Where can the listeners tune in or find you and the work that you guys are up to? Where can they go? Well, I, I have a, a LinkedIn account. So that's my, my name and my surname. I also have an email address, uh, which is available on my LinkedIn account. Or you can shoot me an email at david.sigula at cyberangel.com. Yes, feel free to, to reach me if you want to know more. Outstanding, David. Well, we, we really appreciate you giving us insight to some of these uh, some of these risks that we all face and the answers are out there. So uh, folks, be sure to visit David. Make sure you, you find ways to protect yourself from these cyber criminals. There's an opportunity for all of us to do better in this. Why wait until it's too late? Do it now. David, thank you so much for sharing these insights with us. Thank you, Saul. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.